Good morning and welcome to our service this morning, um, the 15th of May, 2022. Um, it's a good day, um, especially since everything got resolved very quickly. So uh, for those of you who read last week's bulletin and are expecting John to be giving the sermon or David to be on piano, unfortunately both have come down with COVID. Um, and so we send our love and prayer to both of them. And I want to thank Julie for helping sort out the service late on Friday afternoon and for Anita for stepping in. And so we have a service for you, because at one point we were worried about that. So um, thank you everybody for being here and hopefully today will go very well. So we take our reading later on from John 13 and Brian is gonna come and share uh, intercessions and the reading with us. But part of that is a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. You must love one another. Loving spirit, come down and be in every troubled heart. Deliver to us the grace and allow us to receive it. Let thy great salvation restore our souls. Love divine or love excelling. Let's stand and sing, love divine.
stay standing for the next couple of hymns as well. On the next reading. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Lord, your summons echo true. When you but call my name, let me turn and follow you, and never be the same. In your company I'll go, where your love and footsteps show. Thus I'll move and live and grow in you and you in me. Will you come and follow me? Let's sing. Hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. You see, just as the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. It is that sacrifice that allows us to be here. And our last song in this set remembers that sacrifice, because it's Jesus Christ who came down to earth, sacrificed himself in utter love that allowed us to have new life. God so loved that he gave his son.
God so loved that He gave His Son to lay down His life for the sake of us. He bore the weight of our sin and shame with a cry He said, It is finished. Christ the Lord overcame the darkness. He's alive. Death has been defeated. For He made us a way by which we have been saved. He's the Savior of the world. So we lift up a shout for His fame and renown. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus, Savior of the world. We'll do all that again. You know the tune now. God so loved that he gave his son to lay down his life for the sake of us. He bore the weight of our sin and shame. With a cry he said, It is finished. Christ the Lord overcame the darkness. He's alive. Death has been defeated. Made us away by which we have been saved. He's the Savior of the world. So we lift up a shout for his fame and renown. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, Jesus, Savior of the world. We must shed the word of his soon return to reclaim the world for his glory. Let the church now sing of his coming, crowned with majesty, our Redeemer. And he reigns, ruler of the heaven, and his name is Jesus the Messiah. For he made us a way by which we have been saved. He's the Savior of the world. So we lift up a shout for his fame and renown. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, Jesus, Savior of the world. Christ the Lord. Overcame the darkness, he's alive, death has been defeated, and he reigns, ruler of the heaven, and his name is Jesus the Messiah, for he made us a way by which we have been saved, he's the Savior of the world, so we lift up a shout. For his fame and renown. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, Jesus, Savior of the world. Please be seated. Okay. So, so the title of today is All You Need Is Love. I don't know what comes to your mind when you think about that, but what came to my mind was this. All you need is love All you need is love All you need is love 
love Love is all you need It's funny, the Beatles are huge And at one time, John Lennon actually came out And famously was quoted as saying that he was bigger than Jesus Now, there's an element of that was misrepresented And he was saying he was popular at that level But it did got me thinking about what is popularity and what is love? What is that sacrifice that we talk about? And um, really, the, the thing that we're going to hear about more is that sacrifice that Jesus did for every single one of us. You know, <laughs> to go willingly and die on a cross was the ultimate act of sacrifice, the ultimate act of love. And it made me starting to think, because me being a psychiatrist, I like to reflect, and I like to think about what people were thinking about and what it must have been like for people. Um, Cheryl will tell you, my wife, that I've stopped asking her how she feels about things, but I used to always ask, how do you feel about this? You know, and it's one of those where it made me think about, well, what was it like on that last day? You know, this reading we're taking is from the Passover meal. It's that last supper, the famous last supper, where Jesus is there with his disciples and is explaining what's going to happen. But what was it like? With hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. You know, we can sit there with hindsight. We, can, we know exactly what happened. We know the end of the story. We know he's going to be resurrected. We know he's the savior of the world. But they didn't. You know, they follow this guy who they believe in. But at this point in time, there's probably doubts, and we know that comes out afterwards, that there are doubts as to, is he actually or is he not? You know, There are people who are starting to believe it, and they come through. But there's an element of, why is he doing all this stuff now? Why is he washing our feet? Why is he telling us that this is my last supper with you? You've just come in, in a celebration. You've just had Palm Sunday. You know, you've just had a victory parade to show you are the, the leader of all this. And then all of a sudden, he's saying, no, I'm not going to be with you. You know, if it was me, I'd be confused. I'd be going, what's going on here? What is the situation? What is the feeling for that? You know, but it is that love and sacrifice that they experienced later on, which is where love comes from for us all you need is love all that sacrifice it is not about us it is about what we do for other people it is about how we are willing to do things to serve others he didn't come down here and he says in that he didn't come down here to be served he was the servant king and i just think that was something that's interesting to reflect on and in all that confusion and with the hindsight that we have now that he was, knew exactly what was coming and he did what he had to do. And we're going to hear more about all of that later on. Um, was supposed to be from John, but he's going to now be from Michael, who stepped in again. So thank you, Michael. Um, so Michael has recorded a sermon who's going, where we're going to hear from it later on. But our hope is built on Jesus' sacrifice. And we sing now, our hope, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Let's stand and sing.
alone. Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong in the Savior's love. going to lead our intercessions and do our reading so I'll hand over to Brian. Will you join me in prayer for a sin-sick world where people kill others in war and personal violence, some feast while others hunger, some live in mansions while others are under plastic sheets, some work hard for poor reward, some make vast profits, some cheat and steal. Some have excellent schools giving great opportunities and others have poor or little education. Some get good health care while others die or are made handicapped for want of simple medications. Lord, we come praising you because we have received the knowledge that you are the way to the kingdom where truth and life abundant and eternal is found. Yet, Lord, we recognise we are sinners often contributing to the inequalities of this sinful world. Please open our eyes to the whole truth of your kingdom. Show us our sin and lead us to confession and forgiveness. Father, we pray for those in mental distress or pain or frailty. Lord, bring to them your healing. We're thinking especially of our people with COVID. Lord, we pray for the distressed and broken-hearted. Lord, be their friend. Father, we pray for those in poverty of resources and of mind and hope and love. Lord, may your church be a glimpse of your kingdom centred on your throne of grace, righteousness, goodness, beauty and love. Father, we bring these prayers asking that so far as it's in our power, we may be willing and obedient to your direction to be the answer to this world's needs as we await the return of Jesus, our Lord and our Saviour and the consummation of your kingdom. Lord, hear us in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We read the scriptures in John chapter 13, starting at verse 31. The scene is the Last Supper. Jesus has washed the disciples' feet. He has predicted his betrayal. And Judas has just left. When Judas was gone, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, then God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, 
I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so that you may love one another. All men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Thank you, Brian. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, O my soul, rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. Let me be a sweet, sweet sound. Yeah, yeah, we're going to stay seated for this. that you went to the cross and sacrificed yourself. Lord, thank you that you loved us, that you would do that for us, and that the Father, through you, loves us that much. We look to you, Lord, as our guide. We look to you to be the one who is our inspiration for how to love other people. Thank you, Lord, that we have you in our lives. Through the sacrifice of your Son on that cross, Jesus Christ. Amen. I would have invited John up now, but instead I'm going to ask Michael to present his recorded sermon. Jesus is having a last meal with his disciples. They are gathered around that table in the upper room, and we're told by John at the beginning of chapter 13 in verse 1 about Jesus having loved his own who were in the world he now showed them the full extent of his love. He begins by washing the feet of the disciples as a servant would, and that would not be the last of his love shown to them over the coming events. 
John tells us that Judas Iscariot has left the meal and that it is night. When Judas is gone, Jesus has some further things to say to his disciples. Jesus is about to leave his disciples. I will be with you only a little longer. And knowing that he is about to leave them, he leaves them with a new command. A new command I give you. Love one another. Such a simply said command. A command that trips off the tongue. Yet we know that this is a command that will have far and deep-reaching consequences and applications. He could have stopped there, but he qualifies and quantifies the commands to love one another. I want to say three things about this command to love one another. Firstly, it has a precedent or a pattern for it. Secondly, it has an obligation to it. In other words, it is not optional, it is not a take-it-or-leave-it command. And thirdly, it has a purpose behind it. So firstly, love one another is patterned on a particular love. It has a precedent. Jesus continues by also commanding, As I have loved you, so you must love one another. In other words, our love for one another is based upon or exampled by Jesus' love for his disciples. My mother was a seamstress in her younger years and I remember how she would bring home patterns on paper that she would cut out and pin to a piece of fabric which she then cut out and sewed together. The shirts and dresses that she created were based upon a pattern. She took the different pieces of the pattern, which were arranged so as to waste as little cloth as possible, and then were arranged further into their correct position. Jesus examples love to us. He shows us what love lived out looks like. We have the Gospels presenting Jesus and his love for his disciples. He patterns love for us. As he has loved, so we must love one another. Here is a love that is so pure, so generous, so merciful and gracious that we have no other example like it in the history of the world. God's love for us demonstrated through his Son sent for us, dying for us. I encourage you to read for yourself how Jesus loves others. Emulate such love. As you read about what Jesus says and teaches and what Jesus does, ask yourself, how might I love others around me in the same way? All that Jesus said, taught and did was fleshed out love. God is love. In Jesus, we see love personified. The Apostle Paul has a stab at describing such a love. In the well-known passage of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 8, we read this about love. Love is patient. Love is kind. 
Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. Love is not rude. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. Love rejoices with the truth. Love always protects. Love always trusts. Love always hopes. Love always perseveres. Love never fails. So if you want to know what love looks like when it is fleshed out in our attitudes and behaviour towards others, this is what love can look like and so much more. Secondly, there is an obligation to the command love one another. Jesus says to his disciples, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. For the disciple of Jesus, loving other people is not an optional extra. Our love for God is not divorced from our love for others. In fact, we show our love for God by our loving others. God has not given us wriggle room. Today, I don't feel like loving that person. Jesus loved his disciples completely, fully, with extravagance, with grace and mercy, with forgiveness. Whenever you are in a situation where you have the opportunity to love someone and you are being tempted not to, then turn your eyes towards Jesus and allow his love to flow to and through you for that person. The Spirit of God will help us to love, for we must love. Thirdly, Jesus gives a reason why we must love one another as Jesus has loved us. In verse 35, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Note firstly from what Jesus says, though we must love one another, there is the possibility of us not obeying such a command, if you love one another. Jesus does not compel us to love others, even though he commands us to love others. Love that is compelled is surely no love at all. Love inherently has a choice. It involves our will. I will love or I will not love. I will forgive that person. I will have patience with that group. I will be gentle and gracious. I will not grumble and backbite and gossip. I will encourage, build up and seek solutions, not just point out problems. Note secondly that it is by our loving one another that people in the world around us get to know that we are disciples of Jesus. 
In other words, it is not through clever church ad campaigns. It is not by being directed to a church website. It is not by making people feel guilty or condemning or shaming people. The world around us, the people we care about and want to encounter Jesus for themselves, will see that we are truly Jesus' disciples when we are loving one another in the same way that Jesus loved us. He forgives and forgives and forgives us. He listens to us. He provides for us. He comes alongside us. He encourages us. Note thirdly that everyone will know that we are Jesus' disciples. We never know who or when people are watching. When we love one another, we can truly be world influencers, world changers. Everyone will know. So let me encourage you today to obey Jesus' clear and simple command to love one another as I have loved you. After all, to coin a phrase, all you need is love. Love is all you need. Before we go to communion, we're going to sing a song. Here is love, vast as the ocean, loving kindness as the flood, as the prince of life our ransom, shed for us his precious blood. Grace and love like mighty rivers, poured from above, heaven's peace and perfect justice. Kiss this guilty world in love. Let's stand and sing.
not because you are strong, but because you are weak. Come, not because and goodness of your own gives you the right to come, but because of your mercy and help. Come because you love the Lord a little, and you would love to love him more. Come because he loved you and gave himself for you. Come and meet the risen Christ, for we are his body. The Apostle Paul tells us of the institution of the Lord's Supper. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, this is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us pray as we give thanks for the bread and the wine. Loving God, we praise and thank you for your love shown to us in Jesus Christ our Lord. We thank you for his life and ministry, announcing the good news of your kingdom and demonstrating his power by lifting up the downtrodden and healing the sick and loving the lovers. <coughs> we thank you for his sacrificial death upon the cross that redeemed the world and for raising him to life again as a foretaste of the glory we all can share. We give you thanks for this bread and wine, symbols of our world and signs of your transforming love. Send your Holy Spirit upon us, we pray, that we may be renewed to the likeness of Jesus Christ, we pray this in his name and for his sake. Amen. Jesus said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in memory of me. We receive the bread in prayerful silence and eat as we receive. In the same way, he took the cup after supper and said, This cup is the new covenant sealed my, by my blood. Whenever you drink it, do this in memory of me. The music group will sing to us as we distribute the wine 
and I invite you to hang on to it so that we can drink together as God's family. As we feel God's spirit move among us at this communion table, I feel it's appropriate that we pray for those members of our fellowship who will need our prayers just now. I invite you in the quietness to think of those for whom we should be praying, those who are ill, Several people in this past week have tested positive for COVID from our fellowship and we lift them to God at this time. You know who they are. Please utter their names in the silentness to God. We also know there are many members of our fellowship who are far from well and undergoing medical treatment at this time. We think of those people too. And at this time, we bring before God our young people. Many students coming to the end of an academic year, starting exams in the next few days and weeks. We have young people in our fellowship starting GCSEs. We have young people in our church fellowship and community facing A-levels. Some have end of university term exams and some have final exams. We want to remember each and every one before God in prayer. And also we think of those 
who may be feeling anxious in these somewhat difficult times, be it for economic reasons or because of turmoil in the world. Let us have a few moments of silent prayer as we lift our friends, family and community to God. Almighty God, you are the source of health and healing, love, hope and peace. In you there is calm and the only true hope. Grant to each one that we have named in our thoughts this morning and to all others in our fellowship that are known to you an awareness of your presence and a confidence in your love. Help us to know with certainty that your love and your power surround us. Help us to trust in your wisdom and providence so that we can have strength and peace in you. In Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. And so as we leave this communion table, let us be affirmed of our faith and hope and love in God. May we who share Christ's body live in his risen life. We who drink his cup bring love to others. We who the Spirit lights give light to the world. Keep us firm, Lord, in your steadfast love, so that we and all who come into contact with us may know and feel your saving love and presence. May the whole earth live to glorify your name. Amen. service today. Let's stand and recognize that Jesus Christ is the King of glory who sacrificed himself for each and every one, every one of us because he loved us. Let's stand and sing at the name of Jesus every we shall bow.
We share the grace as we come to close. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.